0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, November 8th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, you and I have not spoken since the college football playoff rankings were released on Tuesday. Just your reaction when you saw the Buckeyes were number one, Penn State number four. Just anything you want to say about the CFP rankings, sir?
1: Yeah, I was a little surprised that they had Ohio State at number one. I thought they were going to put LSU in that spot. Um I my projection was I thought Ohio State was going to be at the number 2 spot but clearly the the playoff committee they really like what Ohio State have done thus far this season so it, it's a pleasant surprise um Penn State being at number 4 I I kind of suspected that they could be there but I thought they would probably give a little bit more um respect to Clemson even though uh Clemson hasn't played up to their potential this year so that was a surprise there. And, you know, it, it kind of – and a lot of people speculated, thinking that the playoff committee is kind of setting up a little showdown for drama, having LSU and and uh, Alabama right there at two or three and Ohio State at one or four with, you know, all four teams uh, playing head-to-head. So it's it's going to be interesting, but I, I think Ohio State is in a position to control their own destiny. The, the one thing that I'm really going to be interested in seeing is – how they view Ohio State after this Maryland game and then the winner of the Alabama-LSU game. I think that would tell a lot there. If they keep Ohio State in that one slot after uh, after that matchup, then that tells you that they really, really think very highly of Ohio State.
0: I could be wrong here, but I tend to think regardless of what mm-hmm. happens, if Ohio State could win 100 nothing against Maryland, and whoever wins that, that game uh, between LSU and Alabama could be by a field goal. I think LSU-Alabama winner is going to jump Ohio State, but I think it's irrelevant. And here's why, Jay Book, if you disagree with me here. Uh, I feel like if Ohio State then beats Penn State two weeks from now, then Ohio State will jump LSU and, or Alabama, whoever wins that game. So I feel like if Ohio State wins out, they're going to be number one. I could be wrong, though. I mean, just what are your thoughts on that?
1: No, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, it's irrelevant right now. Um, I, I I truly believe that the winner of the LSU-Alabama game is going to slide to that one spot. But if you look at what Ohio State has coming down the stretch, um, I think is really going to set them up to secure that one spot if they can win out. Um, if they can get an undefeated Penn State team, because if Penn State wins uh, against Minnesota, they're going to treat that as as a very... Uh, favorable data point for Penn State because they already said that Penn State, uh, body of work is really impressive and they, they're really valuing Penn State's strength of schedule. So if you have Penn State beating an undefeated Minnesota, that's only going to bolster that, which can help Ohio State down this, down the road. And then if you look at Michigan, I fully expect Michigan to keep winning, um, until they play Ohio State and then you go, uh, three weeks in a row, Playing uh, potentially a, you know nine and up uh, winners here because you have the Big Ten champion who will be a ten win and then you have Michigan who's going to be nine wins. So I, I fully expect Ohio State if they handle their business they will be the one seed. Now the, the the big question would be is if Ohio State gets that one seed will they decide to go out here to Phoenix or will they want to stay a little closer to home in Atlanta?
0: And to me, it depends on who the opponent is. I mean, if it's a Pac-12 team, if it's Oregon, not that I think Ohio State should be scared to play Oregon and the Phoenix area and Glendale, but I mean, if it's a, if it's a Pac-12 team, have them come out to Atlanta. If it's you're playing a Southern team, and for some reason Clemson is fourth, or if they, you know, anarchy happens and, and two SEC teams get in, the loser of Alabama LSU wins out, and they get in as the four seed then you take them out to Tempe, or not Tempe anymore. I, I, I saw. think about the glory days there, uh, Jay, in Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> As I have my cat Tempe on my lap right now, i got a, a story to tell. I don't think I've ever told this on, on the show before. My wife and I were newlyweds. We got a cat right after Ohio State beat Michigan in 2002, so before the 2002 National Championship game. We named him Tempe, and I know it's Tempe, but we, we named him Tempe because Ohio State was going to the National Championship game in Tempe, Arizona, and my wife was like, well, what if they lose? And I'm like, just them getting there is like house money at this point. And I thought they had a good, you know, chance of winning. So we named our cat Tempe, and he is still here alive uh, and kicking at 17 years old. But yeah, man, I think if it's, I think it's going to be Glendale if it's one of the southern schools, Ohio, Ohio State's number one seed. And I think it'll be Atlanta if it's a Pac 12 school that Ohio State would be faced up against.
1: Right. And uh, Ohio State, the following out here is pretty deep. In Phoenix area. I mean, for the Michigan game, they have block parties and they rope off in the entire streets and the whole corridor there in Old Town Scottsdale because there's so many Ohio State fans here. So if Ohio State has the opportunity to come out here, they will not be short on fan support. And I would love to pull uh, one of these SEC teams out of their region. That's the thing that you look at from the SEC teams is typically a lot of these high-end marquee games, or right there in their footprint in the backyard in New Orleans or Atlanta at the Peach Bowl or Dallas or Florida somewhere, right there in their neck of the woods, and you get them away from uh, where they're comfortable at and get them on the road. I, I really like Ohio State coming out here if they can handle their business.
0: Uh, I suppose we should talk some Ohio State Maryland tomorrow, high noon, big 10 kickoff or big noon kickoff, I should say, um, I mean, anything to worry about tomorrow? I guess maybe other than injuries, that's the one thing I'm concerned about, just get out of this game healthy and get the backups in there early. Do you, do you have any concerns about this game tomorrow?
1: No major concerns here. Um, just want to make sure that everybody, uh, as you mentioned, gets out of this game pretty healthy. I think Ohio State, um, I, I, I don't see them looking ahead whatsoever. Um, I think they're going to come in here coming off a of bye week. They'll be focused. They'll be ready to go. Um, I fully expect Maryland to come out here and give it their all. I know a lot of people were concerned, uh, saying, hey, don't be looking ahead against Maryland. You you saw what happened last year at Maryland where they took this team to the wire. This is two totally different Ohio State teams. I think the leadership under Ryan Day has really um, enhanced the focus with this football team he's really got the pulse of this team to where he's preaching to these guys consistently one game game at a time. You know, us here in the media and the fans, we can talk about, you know, the future and playoffs and things of that nature, but inside that locker room, those guys are focused on Maryland and beating the brakes off Maryland. And, And the one thing that I would like to see is, If we get up big, get those guys out of there by halftime. You want them um, to be rested for that that stretch run in November. Get those backups in there. I think, you know, if you can get Master T all the touches he needs and get J.K. out of there, you know, knock some of that that rust off after the bye week, but after the game starts to get out of hand, get them out of there and get them rested up.
0: Yeah, very well said. Um, You mentioned this game earlier. Penn State. At Minnesota tomorrow, also at noon, which is too bad. I'd like to actually watch this game. Um, are you intrigued by this game? Do you think Minnesota could perhaps pull off the upset?
1: I am intrigued with this game because I think uh, I think Penn State going on the road is going to tell us a, a whole lot. We don't know how good Minnesota really is because they've had a pretty weak schedule. But one thing that you can definitely count on is Minnesota is going to bring that energy, especially in that first half. The crowd's going to be into it. Um, this is probably one of the biggest games that they've had uh, on their campus in years since you know what '90s, '80s when the of State showed up and it was a you know top top twenty five matchups. Um, but the thing that you have to look at is Penn State's offense. It's a very boomer bust offense. They can they can hit those big shots with with Hamlin and they can score really fast, but their offense has a uh, tendency to get really bogged down. And that's the one thing about Minnesota is Minnesota is getting better on both sides of the ball. Their offense is really getting better. Um, Obviously the line right now is is Penn State six and a half. Um, I think Minnesota is going to come out early on in that first half and give Penn State all they can handle. The question I have is does Penn, does Minnesota have enough depth to compete with Penn State once they've they've given them their best shot. If they can't knock Penn State out early, I don't know if Minnesota has enough depth on that team come the third and fourth quarter to pull away from Penn State and hold them down on the mat. I I think Penn State will win this game. I think it will be close a close game, but I would not be surprised if Minnesota jumps on them early, and you start to see Penn State to really start to exert their will later on in the game.
0: Last thing, uh, going back to Ohio State, I love the way this team is embracing this number one ranking. You know, they're not shying away from it. They're not saying like, "Oh, we're not." You know, we we're just looking at Maryland. I mean, they are saying they're focused on Maryland, but you know what I mean. They're not like saying like. They don't know what's going on and they're shying away from it. Ryan Day is flat out saying to his team, to the media, to, you know, on his radio show yesterday that, you know, these, and he's reiterated this, this is nothing new, but these opportunities do not come around every year and this team will never be this team again i mean you're gonna they could be very good next year too but this is the only year this team's going to be this team certain guys are going to be graduating certain guys will leave early for the nfl and whatnot and they just seem to be embracing this i love ryan day what he's doing across the board jay book but i I really like his attitude here specifically and it seems like you know as usual you know the players reflect the mindset of their coach i I just like the way they're not being cocky about it but they are embracing the fact that they're the number one team in the nation
1: yeah, it's it's a really fascinating psychological study here with this team because what what have we seen in the past with Ohio State and you see it with Clemson and a lot of the top teams they use the the disrespect card or the the card to where I want to have a chip on my shoulder because nobody believes in us. But Ryan Day is kind of taking the approach in the opposite direction where he's telling this team embrace. The spotlight embrace being number one you are the best team in college football you've worked hard to be where you're at right now so don't shy away from the spotlight run to the spotlight because you are the best football team in america and we're going to go out and we're going to perform like we're the best football team in america and we're not going to shy away from expectations this is ohio state we have high expectations here we're not going to shy away from being number one because we've performed like we've, we're the best team in college football thus far, and we're going to continue to. And he preaches that message to his team, and it's contagious because once you start having that confidence and you really start believing that this is who you are and where you belong, the message trickulates all the way down to everybody on the roster. And I know, you know, past years in the 2014 uh, team, they played the disrespect card but it's really, really cool to see this Ohio State team embracing the the target on their back, and they want to step up to the challenge to be great. And as Ryan Day said, this doesn't come around very often. You know, as, as for all the years that we've been watching Ohio State and the, since the playoffs has started, they've never been the number one team in the country. And that this is where they are right now, and they earned that. So don't be afraid of being number one. Take on all challengers and show no mercy as you continue to whoop anybody who stands in front of you.
0: Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. This is exactly why I get like a million requests to have more J-Book. And I'm like, you know, J-Book has a full-time job. We would have him on like every day if we could. Uh, But we feel like we bug him enough as is. But coming strong, as always, J-Book, really appreciate it. And really appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. If you're listening on iTunes and you like the show, give us a five-star review. It really helps. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. We'll check that Buckeye Swag, best damn band in the land.